This is the Oxley Podcast. My name is Ryan Anderson. Oxley is a not-for-profit travel magazine. We focus on cultural heritage and tell stories about people and how they express who they are through their culture. Stories about dancers, singers, and poets, craftsmen and craftswomen. Stories about traditions and religious rituals from all around the world. You can find all of our videos, pictures, and articles at our website, www.oxley.com. That's spelled O-X-L-A-E-Y. This is an interview with Mr. Rangxi, who was born in Songkla in southern Thailand. He's Chinese Thai, which means for him, seven generations ago, his family immigrated here from China. He's part of a large Thai community in Songkla with Chinese roots. In fact, most people aren't aware of the fact that Thailand is home to the largest overseas Chinese community in the entire world. Some 8 million Thais can trace their families back to China. He's now 83 years old. After he finished high school in Songkla, he left and got an engineering degree in Bangkok, and then a master's in the United States. He started his own business in Bangkok, but when he retired, he moved back to Songkla and restored the family home and the red rice mill, as people in town call it. Originally, his father ran the rice mill, which is situated on Thailand's largest lake. About 100 years ago, farmers in the area would send their freshly cut rice here to be dried and processed. So first off, Mr. Rangsi takes me on a quick tour of the rice mill. And the rice mill had a huge smokestack in those days. They burned fire in a boiler, which powered a steam engine to make all the machines run in the mill. Uh, the stack has been put in the wrong place right from the beginning. Uh, the stack you uh-huh. see yeah. is built so nice, but never been in use. Wow, never used? No, no. Uh, because uh, they decided to build a stack first, uh, so uh, we don't have to wait uh, for too long. Uh, build it advanced, so when the machine comes, uh, set up the boiler, they can start operating. Uh, okay. See, a good idea. But somehow the, uh, the Chinese uh, carpenter, uh, did not read uh, the plan correctly. They put it in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> when they finished processing the rice, yes, where uh, did they put it for storage? They, they, they put a, quite a big bag because not 25 kilograms. Before it's 100 kilograms east. Wow. It's quite a big bag. And they have to carry it on... Uh, the shoulder. Uh-huh. So from uh, this part, they, they keep uh, the rice that already put in the, the bag. Stack up here. Yeah. Okay, now here, imagine this. Now close your eyes for a second and tell me what did, in the old days, when it was a rice mill, what did you smell? When you walk in, walk in those doors, what do you smell here? I smell quite smoky. Like something burning, because of the sometime time the the wind uh, turbulence, uh, and uh, we can feel the smell of the uh, the burning uh, ash. See, that uh, most of the time. Uh, and what, what what kind of ash was it? What, I mean, everything has a different smoky smell. What kind of smoke was it? It's a burn from the, what you call clap. We call clap. The cover of the grain, what you call it? Cover of the grain. Oh, the husk. The hush. Husk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rice, yeah the rice husk. Light hush. Yes, they use a light hush to burn the boiler. 
What sounds did you hear during the really rising? Really noisy. Oh, but was it like a squeaky or was it like a bang, 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 bang? Because only one big cylinder, you shake uh, the cloud. Ding, ding, ding. Like a drum, a beat, drum. Yeah, low tone, low tone. But uh, the noise is not bother me much. But uh, the, you can feel the cloud shaking. Rangsi's father, when he was a teenager, he didn't really want to work at the rice mill, but his uncle ran the mill at that time, and his uncle convinced him to come and work in the family business. He wanted to go to college, but his uncle, uncle said, "Well, better come and work for me." See, so he worked as a, a clerk uh, at this uh, rice mill with the salary salary of twenty uh, baht per month, twenty baht per month. And uh, when uh, he married, have children, um, his uncle raised his salary to 50 baht. He can speak and write good English, Sanskrit, and uh, local dialect. dialect. Rangsi was a little boy when World War II started. And although the Thai king tried to stay neutral, the Japanese invaded in Songkla and then marched down southern Thailand to capture Singapore. Mr. Rangsi tells me what happens to his father when the Japanese came to Songkla. Uh, my family decided not safe to stay there. We can go to the courtyard by boat at night because they do not want anyone to, uh, to be to detect what we are doing. And on the fifth day, my father showed up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, showed up. Uh, uh, so everyone happy, and he tell that uh, once they go to uh, the sea with the uh, telescope, and they know a Japanese coming by the uh, by boat, speed boat coming in. So he rushed down uh, to the Samosan, uh, what you call in English Samosan, uh, a building uh, near the foot of the hill uh, to telephone uh, the, the military at Hat Yai to report. But when they come down, the Japanese just run up the staircase. So they have to return back and climb up to the, uh, the hill. And hide there for two days. But nothing to eat. Nothing to eat, and they decide that you we better uh, come down. When they come down, they run across the Japanese uh, with the the the, the gun point at them. Uh, they have to arrest and come to investigate why uh, you you know go wander around here. Now, finally. Uh, they they let them loose, uh, but uh, we everyone so worried. But they disappear for five five days. See. How does your father come back? What happens when you're? They come almost neck. He come on neck. No shirt, only a <laughs> uh, pants, no shoes, <laughs> and then scratch over. Did he walk across, or how did he get across? Oh, every small town, and everyone, I think, know my father. 
uh, there are a lot of people. Uh, he just asked where my family uh, go. Uh, they can find out, and uh, people uh, take him to meet us in Koyor. After that, the people get really poor because there's no uh, no food, nothing. So uh, quite uh, worried, uh, hard time for every uh, people. No me- medicine and a lot of uh, malaria. Mm-hmm. Uh, many people get killed by malaria. Yeah. And we have to move further, further, further. Why? Yeah. Because of the Japanese. And we don't know what they, they want. They, we did not trust them 100% because uh, we hardly communicate. We not understand each other. But they're not uh, ill-treat Thai people. No. Did everyone leave, though, the town? Or? Yeah. So it was, some, it was some. Like, like in ghost town? Some. Because uh, one, they know that uh, they're not uh, uh, ill-treat. They come and uh, serve or sell food to, to the Japanese. See? So I think the most people uh, did not have feeling uh, with the Japanese for the Second World War. Not, not, especially for my family. I spent several days interviewing Mr. Rangsi and we put his best stories together in one short ebook. It's in English called Growing Up at the Red Rice Mill. It's free and you can download it at the Oxley website. In addition to the ebook, you can also watch him in a video on the Oxy website that tells the story of the Red Rice Mill. Thanks for tuning in. Oxy Podcast is brand new, so please go to iTunes and leave us a review if you like the show. Oxy is a not-for-profit project, so if you like what you hear, leave us a donation. We'd really appreciate it. And we'll send you as a thank you our Oxy magazine, the print version. Our website is www. Oxley.com. That's spelled O-X-L-A-E-Y.com.